All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 261 of the Real Life Podcast is live it's brought to you by oodle noodle 14 locations in edmonton there are more coming including one in st albert and i found out the top secret location and i am excited because it's pretty close to where i live oodle noodle proceeds from all in-store curbside pickup go towards local charities, so it's good for your hunger and good for the local community episode 261 of the real life podcast is also brought to you by anger and i have a feeling this is going to be one of the more pissed off episodes of this podcast that we've had in a while because the oilers just got shit pumped by the leafs three times in a row at first i thought sportsnet just replayed the same game three times but in fact they were <laughs> three separate games um wanye i think you actually did yourself a favor because you didn't even know the game yesterday started well i apologize to you bag milk because you gave me one job and I fucked it up yesterday because I thought the game started at seven, right? So sometimes you have a little baby, he goes wild, you take him for a drive, you drive around town, you point out the different parts of town where you have beef, that sort of thing. And I was like, all right, now we need to hurry home because the game started. And I walked through the door and I looked on my app and I was like, sweet Jesus, the game has already started and we are already in an insurmountable hole. So I did myself a favor and just was like, well, maybe bag milk will think I'm dead. And then I put my phone in a drawer well, this is what I'll say, Wanya, because I think that it's pretty entertaining that you weren't there last night because I didn't even notice. I was Perfect. so upset with the way things yes. went. Yeah. I didn't even notice you weren't there until the third period. So that's when I made the pivot to Oilers Nation. But by that Good. point, I was nuts deep in TikTok videos. So I had completely oh. stopped watching. I was watching people make stuff in air fryer. Shout out to my boy hood meals. I was learning. I wasn't even that. doing anything better. I was like, you know what? I've already seen this game two games in a row. I'm just not going to watch this game. It was a fake game. <laughs> well, I popped into, uh, like I said, I popped onto the nation account and I'm tweeting up a little bit. And as I go through the mentions, anger, <laughs> it was a dark play. It was a dark place last night. So, you know what? I think it's probably for the best <laughs> that you took a little break and mm. uh, ignored part three, because much like the God oh. third, it raises some questions for sure. In these last three games, like a, a few <laughs> questions spring to mind for me, like what the fuck? And oh, that sort of starts the list. How do you get pumped? Was it 13 to one aggregate? Yep. Woo! 
doggy. And how many seconds did Mustache play? Two? Yeah, Two shifts? Much. No shifts? Did he even play I, last night? What did, I, I, I didn't even night. notice him really last night. Like, he <laughs> was a non-factor because he was hurt for two games, and they basically didn't need him in game three. He, he hit a short for- shot prop in the first period, though. Well, really? That stuns me. For each and every opposite so reaction or whatever it says. And then when Connor and Leon decide to extract their terrible revenge on the NHL for these drubbings, we will all enjoy them. Well, here's the reality of what happened. And I fucking hate to admit this because for me, playing against the Leafs is an emotional experience because I have a giant chip on my shoulder versus Eastern Canada because they constantly shit on us Edmontonians. So these games are very emotional. And then when you go to a Leafs game, how the building gets infiltrated with Leafs fans, very emotional. So I hate to say, I hate, I hate, I have to say what I have to say, but the Leafs came and fucking defended us extremely well. They played very well defensively and it doesn't matter. We sure we looked uninspired last night, but I think we just had enough. Like, we had to work so hard to try to create any kind of high, high danger chance. And when we did, it then got stopped by one of their 9,000 fucking goalies. So it was, now here's what I need to know, Jay. I, need, I got one situation. question. I got one question for you and I haven't looked this up. So you have to be the messenger to get shot. Well, Who was in net last night for the Edmonton Oilers? Mike Smith. Oh no. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have played oh, Poskin in? I don't know. I just thought we got blown up and I thought, I hope the coach was playing out a hunch. Not both our tendies got shelled in this series. Like every game we were shelling for like five minutes and we yeah. couldn't get a goal. And then, the, and then we would just eventually collapse and then the Leafs would take over the game. Well, yeah, this is interesting because there's a lot of people shitting on the goaltending. And my take on this is going to be, you you got it. You only scored one goal in three games. Now's not the time to blame the goaltending. But Bagnell, you kind of said you might have a different view on that. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's not. I mean, this is this is a team game. You can't just. I'm not pinning it on either goaltender necessarily as a hundred percent fault. However, my take on it is a little bit different. That the boys have been rolling. I thought over all three games, the Edmonton Oilers started better than the Leafs. Yes. I thought, they were, I thought they were throwing pucks on net. I thought they were producing chances, but the major difference came that Toronto was getting the saves regardless of who they had in net, whereas the Oilers were not. Now, sometimes the goals were okay. Sometimes they weren't. But my point here is that when you're running like that and you're buzzing to use Jay's word, and then all of a sudden one week goal or in the case of Monday's game, two-week goals, that's just got to completely take the wind out of your sails and deflate everything you're doing. So while I wouldn't say that it's all in the goaltending necessarily, I don't think it was at all, and I don't think it's fair to suggest it was. I do think that if they had been able to get an extra couple of saves, especially early, then maybe we wouldn't be talking about a complete shit-kicking like this. Because it just like looked should, like, uh, especially on Monday, yeah. it just like after that second Monday, goal went yeah. in on Koskinen, it just looked like the bench was, they were quiet. The shoulders were slumped a little bit. It was just kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go again. And yeah. they just could never get back on track. And I just think that it was an aggregate. There was a lot of things that went wrong. Death by a thousand cuts, if you will. But I don't think the goalie should just get a free pass because I don't Ugh. think that they threw up. I mean, they poked holes in their own dinghy a couple of times. I, I feel like that Monday game, and it's I, I guess it is to shit on Miko Costum because he was the goalie, but to like essentially only give up two shots in the first 14 minutes of the game, and they were essentially cool. is what it worked out to. Like and two goals on one shot, I ain't never in my whole life. Right, so like that, so that is deflating because the team is playing actually pretty hard in front of you to allow it to only be that many shots. And granted, we can't solve that goalie, but if we can get that first goal in that game, and like momentum is a powerful thing, you get a, those saves. Like it, 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 as opposed to taking wind away, it is adding wind to the sails. Like that could shift the game, but like, yeah, like it's 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 tough to like because yeah, like I'm with you. Like I want to beat up on the goaltending a bit, but like our offense also has to fucking perform. But I also understand letting two goals in on your first two shots is absolutely deflating and tough to bounce back from 
mentally. So I don't, yeah. It, I mean, it was such a fucking disappointing week. If you're playing the Leafs, the best team in the North Division, you can't be down by two or three within fucking half a period. You're nope. not going to win like that. And nope. no, it's not all the goalies' fault. There was plenty of errors to go around. Oh yeah, Zone coverage was a joke. Tyson Berry is an adventure out there at times, despite what I like him doing in the offensive zone. I just think that it was a aggregate of a lot of people playing like shit. And while I think a lot of I said I tweeted this last night and I wrote it in the wrap up, I think a lot of people are wanting to tug on the Leafs' nuts right now, and rightfully yeah. so because they're playing well. I don't think the Oilers played well, and I don't think the Leafs would have won all three games had they been even playing a fraction to what we saw last week. Yeah, you know, know who I've seen. In, oh, you know who I've seen enough of for one lifetime? Willie Nylander with his yeah, football-shaped head, his punchable face, his, his long-ass hair. hair. Yeah. The hell out of here! Yeah, but little shit. Every other goal is Nylander. Do you like his nickname, Willie Styles? <laughs> Seriously though, he's got a football head, like Stewie Griffin. Yes, yes, with long hair, like Meg Griffin. Um, He was good. He he torched the Oilers. Fuck. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, it was frustrating. I think the Leafs, I don't know. I'm maybe a bit of a bigger, I don't want to say fan, but like, I think they're clearly the best team in Canada now. And they kind of proved that. Like the Oilers, they, there were stretches where they played good, but the Leafs just knew the system of keep them to the outside. Don't let anything get through and they can't hurt you. So I, I think that was a big part of it as well. Um, the other thing too, like I'll say it on the podcast, but I'm not really going to say it anywhere else because the Oilers got shit pumped three straight games. So you can't complain about the officiating, but are you seriously telling me that the Leafs played two games where they didn't get a oh, single minus? Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. Like what the yeah, fuck? That like, that, and in unrelated news, two shutouts, eh? Fuck. Well, like, are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me that Edmonton legitimately took like whatever it was, nine more minor penalties than the Leafs in three games in a league that is notorious for having its officials always be like, got to keep it even, got to even out the calls here at some point. Oh, one call goes, okay, the next call's got to go the other way. And this yeah. is the series they decided they weren't going to do that. And then when the yeah. Oilers power play does get chances in game two, it's fucking terrible. But I was sitting up in the breast box and I was like, I can't believe this. Like some of the stuff the Leafs were getting away with interference-wise, setting picks in the defensive zone, like it was embarrassing. I, I wrote that last night in the wrap-up too. It's just like, okay, I'm not going to complain about the, the refs too much because the Oilers played like trash. However... Yeah gotta be fucking kidding me that the Leafs didn't do anything to merit at least <laughs> yeah. a single penalty. Yeah, Get there's gotta the be fuck a... <laughs> out of here. Yeah, it's oh god. There's just so much that went wrong in this last week, and it's so disappointing, and I really want to believe in my heart of hearts that the Leafs were just red hot, and we were just really well, not ourselves after coming out of a giant heater, and all these other fucking things. There... Refs being weird, all this stuff kind of added up to just the fucking shittiest experience of my life in the last seven. Wow. Wow. That was the worst (laughs) time of your life. Well, I'll I'll tell you. So I'm at work today. I'm at work today. Sure. Talking to someone. 9-11. No, not 9-11. I said, I said, I also said said in the last seven days, but Oh, Oh, I thought you meant the last seven days was the worst time of your life. No, 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 no. Oh, Um, so I'm, I'm visibly upset. I was having a conversation with someone and, Mid conversation, they had to say they had to stop and say, "Jerry, you okay? You seem off." And I'm like, <laughs> "Really? I do." And I had to like do some soul search. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm just really pissed off." Because like this is the hockey gods, you know. We were having too much fun yeah. last week, so they had to give us a check of humility. Oh man, we were having so much fun. Uh, sorry, there's something going on outside my window that was incredibly distracting. Um, there's just a little kid running laps around like a whole apartment complex, and like now it could be every- your kid. Don't look him in the eye. Well, he's That's not. Just a but safe like play every like 45 <laughs> seconds now for the last like three minutes, he's just like and like gone one way and then like around the corner, and he's just going. Well, this is how they make contact, your M Chuck. Get away from the window. Lie down. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can I say and- one thing about the game? Okay, sure, oh, and then sure. I- then I'll get to my take. Go ahead. If there's one, have you ever? Wait a minute. Seen... You say go ahead, then you yeah, started go talking. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No. Go ahead to myself go... and Leia. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Talk now. Uh, have you have you ever seen a team with 
so much confidence that it seems like they can do anything they put their mind to and it comes so easily. And for it to change so fast and so hard to a team that looks like it has no idea how to play the game of hockey. That is a it was fucking wild. problem, man. It was wild. I couldn't believe it either. Cause like, it was like on to Chalmers to your point on Monday, it was like, everything's going to come easy. No problem. But when it did, they were like, well, what the fuck? And then as it went into game two, it just got worse and worse. And then last night, I honestly, I would have almost bet that the Oilers were going to get shut out last night because it just looked, they were so snake bitten. They looked so yeah. dejected. It, it was a complete 180. Leon Dreisaitl's interview from the game after they beat Calgary or whatever, and he's happy and he's happy. Mike Smith, his interview, and he's happy, says, oh, man, it's just fun to win. This is a great time right now. To their interviews, juxtaposed <laughs> to their interviews one week later, is just awful. Like, I've never seen anything like it with a team on, a, on a, the highest of highs and go to the lowest of lows. And they better – collectively look themselves in the mirror and figure out how to get the hell out of this because those three games, man, that was, that was what happens when you play a team that's built properly built well, built to win. Yeah, it was, it was bad, man. Built to win in the regular season. Yeah. I'm going to say, let's pump the brakes on fucking tugging their balls a little bit because is that an expression? I've never heard that before. Get that mustache out of your mouth. (laughs) That I've heard before. You know what? Don't blindly just support like bl- like blind support at all times. Like support at all times is great, but if you sit there and you try to, I've watched you on a group last night trying to talk that other people into saying that this it's not that bad and it's one little thing. And <laughs> I think maybe you need to just realize that it's every single thing on a whole right now. Well, and- it's it it's a bad look. Like we weren't we we came out of our buzzing phase. In the same time, the Leafs are heating up, and we got exposed. The Leafs outplayed us three games in a row and embarrassed us. We got fucking embarrassed. I feel embarrassed. But I would like to see it where if the Oilers are buzzing and the Leafs are buzzing, I'd love to see those those two teams collide and see what that looks like. Yeah, so It's you hard. Hope this is, you, hope, Go ahead, you, hope this is, you hope this is a moment where they – can go through this adversity in the middle of the season and learn from it. That's all I want from yeah. this. But if this happens yep. again, if this happens again in 15 games, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be looking at my son. Like I do every night at the dinner table and be like, <laughs> why do I have to yell at you about the same shit every day? Why can't you learn from it? And then we well, can have a peaceful dinner. But, but, but in sports, it's, it's up and down. If, 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 if in the next 15 games, if the Oilers go 11 and four, and then come out of that and go on another three-game slide. Like, that's not terrible. Like, it's, it's also, like, what their end-of-season record is. So, like, this 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 better be what this better be just a blip, and they better bounce back and make Calgary their bitch on Saturday. It is very hard to change your momentum when you can't throw a big hit and get a roar. You can't go out with the boys and, you know, let off some steam. It must be bizarre. Because all your normal, like, how do you change momentum in the game, really, right? You don't think the fake crowd noise would fire you up? Why do they some, all of a sudden start chanting, let's go Oilers? That's very rude, I think, to us <laughs> human fans. Like, no artificial crowd. You don't when get you're to the chant, home, let's go Oilers. And if they're really going to the do the fake crowd right, they should have had them booing in the last fucking two, three, four minutes oh, yeah. that came last night. Hunter Imagine that. a jersey on the ice. Ooh. Yeah, well, fair, fair. Yeah, Usher goes and throws a jersey on. When you're the team that's up and scoring and you hear Zach Hyman score a goal and he, you can hear his woo up in the press box, like that is mental because that I guarantee that makes guys on the bench so much more mad. Like normally they wouldn't hear that, but you hear that like celebration. You hear every bit of it. If there's one thing I've learned from a crowdless game, it's that hockey's a game to be watched, not listened to. Yeah. The sound sucks. I find it also interesting how, you know, like on the first one, when you, like last night, Jason Spezza was filling up the old swear jar. So I always like when one fuck yeah comes through clear as day on the, uh, through TV. But then when they show the replay, they don't like bring the sound down or anything. So it just yeah. keeps popping through. Why aren't they playing music? I don't get it. What do you mean? They play music. Like during, during games. Yes. 
and yeah. like uh, that's too weird. Like that's lacrosse, awful. why? Who cares? It's, it's at least it's higher tempo shit than you can hear people coughing in the media. Also, loud. I got another question about music. Why is the DJ playing better music now with no fans in the stands than they do when there's <laughs> fucking people in the building? Yeah, because the yeah. 80, 1983 music judges aren't in attendance <laughs> to give them shit. That's yeah, legitimately, that's right. I think, why, Wanya. Like, when they, the few times when uh, when Johnny Infamous would mix up the music a little bit with yeah. fans in the building, the next yeah. day at the radio station, I'd see texts of people being like, why is he playing this fucking garbage stuff? You know what would help this team win? Some good old ACTC. That's what would help this team win. That's right. Take it from me. I was up. in Vietnam. Well, yeah. They played a song like, that's not even straight up on the radio called Astronaut in the Ocean by Mass Wolf, and it, when I heard it, I was like, if they would have played a song like that where you found when I was at a game, I would have thought that these guys were the coolest. And But you guys are also the same ones that like Cotton Eye Joe, so I don't fully I understand. I love Cotton Eye Joe, but we also haven't heard Cotton Eye Joe since 1997. Yeah, when was Cotton the last Joe time you heard it? it? That's not the problem. Ooh. <laughs> Did you know that, guy, that guy's wiener fell off mid-tour 1999 and that's where they stopped recording? What? I says pardon. Google it, man. Google that shit. Fell off mid, no, mid show. Pardon. <laughs> and they were like, "What?" I says, I says pardon. Uh, like, Rednecks cancel camp reference. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was that? Um, okay. <laughs> Snap. Did you look it up? Yeah. No, I didn't. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, the Oilers. Like- the Oilers. To sum up the three games against Toronto, they got caught with their pants down, and it wasn't pretty. But if you're listening to this and you happen to get caught with your pants down, you can make sure it is pretty by picking up some products from our friends at manscaped.com and using the promo code real life. It gets you 20% off and free shipping. There's a whole bunch of stuff up on their website at manscaped.com. You can just pick up the lawnmower 3.0. It's $99.99 with the promo code. It drops down to like 80 bucks and it's free shipping. Skin safe, replaceable blade, waterproof as well. They got that new high-end motor in there. Or if you want to up your game a lot, if you really want to, you know, sort of load up at the trade deadline, you can pick up the performance package. It's marked down right now from $295 to $159.99. You get another 20% off with the promo code Real Life. You get the lawnmower, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, bleh, the magic mat, the weed whacker, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer, the travel bag, <laughs> as well. So much going on. I've been using it now for about a month and I love it very much. I know bag milk does as well. Uh, That's what I was it. shooting for your M Chuck. When I yeah. said his wiener fell off. It was an alley-oop for you to do a manscaping segue. Ah. Uh, but I'm sorry, your object. What are you trading at the trade deadline? To your have pubes to load for up? sexual intercourse. You're loading up at the trade deadline. You're buying all the products from Manscaped. You're bolstering your lineup, your self-care lineup. Right. That makes uh, sense. Well, now with all that added context. It makes and sense. How proud, of, how proud of you for that segue you had? Hey, do you want to look good if you get caught with your pants down? Maybe if the Oilers used more uh, yeah. landscaping, they'd be I'm better. I'm just saying, how good do you feel about it? Because it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I thought that was a really sharp one. And if a lot of you wild animals <laughs> out there get a manscaper and it's your first time in the pandemic, do not put that shit down your sink. You will yeah, clog you will. your sink. Yeah, that's Chalmers' home tip for today. Someone Maybe, don't uh, clog your sink. Maybe uh, invest in a loom if that's the case, you know? <laughs> ooh, make, make yourself a fine rug. Yeah. yeah, that's the real or pandemic way. Waste nothing. Waste not one. I'm not worried about going bald. I've been growing a toupee since 2008. I've been would selling it be ironic to make pandemic, a homie. Would it be a, well, ironic to make a cod piece from your own pubes <laughs> for later oh, in life? God. It's like freezing your eggs. Yeah. It would just be like when people sell their hair. You know, it'd just be like I'm. Ma- I've been making merkins this whole time. <laughs> That Rem check? Do you know what a merkin is? <laughs> no. In medieval times, you'd get some sort of STD and all of your hair would fall out. So you would wear a pubis wig called a merkin to impress people and give <laughs> the impression you totally don't have BD. Why the hell do you guys know what a merkin is? <laughs> because Why we care about know? medieval sexual practices, Chalmers. Yeah. And how did he just give you an area? How did this all lead into a perfect spot for that merkin knowledge? Unbelievable! What a podcast, buddy. You learn about a merkin at a very young age. This is this yeah. Is how like do you not know about merkin? Yeah, it's amazing wow. your family wow. line carried on through medieval times. Yeah, I'm running on decades as a merkin aficionado, my friend. Yeah, of oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Collector. 
<laughs> JR, where is it? Where is it exactly that it's taught at a very young age what a merkin is? <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> in the, yeah. the schoolyard. Feudal you schooling. In <laughs> okay, you're talking about the mean <laughs> streets of Lascard? Oh, yeah, a, a freaking pube toupee? <laughs> Come on, buddy. That's, 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 I, I might almost be late elementary knowledge. <laughs> oh, my. I get, I'm going to teach my kids now what a merkin is and tell them, say, hey, your hair looks like you got a merkin on it. And I guarantee the other kid has yes. no clue that that burn is actually legit fire. <laughs> but then educate them, and then they yeah. can go to school and share the word and be very cool for doing it. I was going to do it. that with my kids. Like I said, I was going to get my, I was going to equip my kids with the information. Yes. Merkin and a it burn. has to be passed down. It has yeah. to be passed down. You could offer some context too. Like back in the day, it would be like the medieval equivalent of throwing some cool flame decals on the side of your cavalier, you know? Merkin. I don't think anybody did that. <laughs> I was a proud owner of a cavalier. Uh, did not. I had the, the, the Z24 package put on it, but no flame. Man, it was a fly whip. Damn, that thing was oh, awesome. Yeah. Rims. <laughs> boom. Uh, Hubcap rims too, wasn't it? No, they were rim oh, rims. No, you I, asshole. I, no, I had I had legit I I I, I had legit rims. Man, I'm looking the at the Z24. It's been a while since I've seen one. That's a good looking whip. It was it was good. It had four cylinders and not a lot of guts to her, but uh, it got the job done. Man, that's way cooler than the Dynasty I used to rock in high school. Well, in high school, I drove a 1984 Dodge Ram Charger that required a two-liter jug, uh, emptied out Prego spaghetti sauce container full of gasoline to have because I'd have to prime the engine from time to time so I could get it started in the cold. Because this is I the carbureted rolling, days. Roll, rolling around in the back seat with a fucking jar of gas. That was awesome. Very you can sit. You can sit so shotgun. <laughs> you can sit shotgun, extend your arms out fully and not touch the dash from the front oh. seat. It was oh, still yeah. two it's, feet away. It's bigger than most studio apartments. The leg room. Okay, wait. So you just had like a spaghetti sauce container full of gas in your car. Yeah, like oh, a yeah. one point eight eight nine yeah, liter like jar. plastic jug <laughs> that was pre, it was Prego spaghetti sauce empty. The only brand half, you trust. Half full of gas because if you, <laughs> you know if you filled shit. it up, it would probably explode because of all the like pressure the gas creates. And then whenever the when- it was a little cold. I'd have to dump remember, a little gas down the carburetor so the engine would fire. Just a just a minor accident away from being a fucking fireball down the road. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but you know yep. what? That, that thing, that thing, okay. So that thing. It didn't it go was, fast enough for that. It didn't go fast. It had like a hundred and like 30 liter tank and got like one kilometer to the gallon. <laughs> I remember so one time we went to a gas station day. One of the first times ever the Ram Charger went to a gas station, you're like, hey, I got to go inside and get some shit. Uh, put some gas in there and put a couple squirts in the Prego can. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? You that have was an internal and external gas situation? Yes. So uh, you yes, would just uh, like, uh, walk me through it for a second. So you're filling yes. up, and then when you're done filling up the tank, you just pop the Prego can down on the ground, top that baby up, and then throw it well, in the back. Well, clicks. First of all, first of all, I would never fill, fill up that the tank. tank. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't afford it. That'd be like, rich like 150 <laughs> bucks. 150 bucks in your AT? That, that, especially when I'm working one shift a week at Safeway? Like, that's <laughs> three months of wages. <laughs> so I would live that. Believe it or not, I would somehow drive that thing. <laughs> I put five dollars at a time, and I try to get two days out of it. Because uh, I was like I've been I said, living was, your life like that. When I get to when I get to like a quarter <laughs> tank, I'm constantly stressed out that I'm gonna not not get gas before I run out. He was without sensors driving it with five dollars yeah. gas. All feel and try all feel. <laughs> all feel. I can feel. Oh, I've got but, such a good joke about hey, you, Chalmers. You always had the Prego can if you did run out of gas. <laughs> I think it's funny. And I don't. But anyways, yes, bag milk. I would go put in five bucks for the tank and about five cents for the Prego jug. That's life in the fast lane is what that is. Well, it was a lifeline, man. Life Dropped me out of a lot lane. of jams. Got me out of a lot of jams, the Prego, the Prego jug. Yeah, you didn't have to go to work because you ran out of gas. <laughs> Built in excuse. Uh, and that thing crashed was the mistake of a lifetime, Jay. Yeah, well, it's yeah, yeah. I, I got to We need Surveyor Brett to do up a meme for us of like 
or any one of our meme creators, like following the lines of how we got from a manscaped ad to pube toupees. <laughs> to well, that, that, like, that's pretty cool. That makes sense. But how did that's we get to here? Right there. How did we get that's here? A crow fly. I, it's, a, it's a blur. I don't know how we got here. This kid Drummer's is still fucking running around, man. Oh, because someone, because Bag Milk used a Merkin, try to connect that, that a Merkin analogy to having flames on a Cavalier. Uh, okay. Well, now it makes sense. And then sense. I talked about owning a Cavalier. Then I went deeper and talked about owning a 1984 Dodge Ram Charger. Which is going to go through it all again? Blue on blue. <laughs> uh, it, was like a, it, was like a, it was like a silver on blue. This is usually when we, we change the topic to something else. Well, yeah, the brand right. was Prego. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I guess I can change things up here now. Oh, you think? Uh, I've never seen <laughs> your M Chuck. You need to work on your focusing. If a little boy doing laps in the middle of the day is throwing you this far off. How can you come <laughs> He's holding up a sign now. It says, Papa, why don't you phone? <laughs> Daddy. Uh, running for dad. Uh, okay. Um, we, we can get to a listener profile then. Um, I got one ready oh, to go here. Don't sound too excited. No, I am excited because our listener profiles are brought to you by Oodle Noodle, 14 locations right now in Edmonton, but there are a lot more coming. Uh, we're going to get to know a listener that wow. I think we all already wow. will recognize. That, was a, up and out. that was a glowing, glowing. A lot man. of zip. There. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of wow. zip. a lot of energy behind that. Oodle Noodle, <laughs> if you're into eating, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We have to do it, so fuck it. I guess I'll fuck. It. I guess I'm gonna read some guy's profile. Here's Joe Jerk. Want to know something? Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. But I guess yeah. we'll give him a minute. Do you guys see the fucking veins on my forehead right now from how hard I'm laughing? <laughs> you laughing? Or are you scared of your child out front? Yeah, I think that's what it is. There's some trauma here. I'm sensing. <laughs> I've been trying to get in for days, Papa. <laughs> oh, listen to that voice. <laughs> so you're M. Chuck's kid. Yeah, yeah. He's As you're sizing him up, is he fast at least? Is he a fast kid? Daddy, he you told me if I ran around fast. Hour. He's just going. <laughs> He's probably unimpressed to finally find his father, just like his father would be. Oh, zing. Oh, yikes. <laughs> okay. All right. No, and by his father, I mean Tyler as a father, not his actual yeah. father. What? Okay, so uh, today's listener profile brought to you by Oodle Noodle is uh, Nico Jolly on Instagram. He's one of the. Hey, oh, he's funny. I, love I that. believe I delivered. I believe I delivered beer to his house when uh, when I was the Nation Beer Delivery Man. He's a beauty. Anyway. He's always in the DMs. He's always in the DMs. He also makes a bunch. Of, he makes us some really cool graphic stuff as well. Yeah. You're a big part of this podcast, Nico Jolly. We're excited to be doing your listener profile. Uh, he went to Nate for graphic communications. Go Ooks. Go Ooks. Oh yeah, oh. gooks! You're excited about the gooks. You can't yeah, can't give me anything for little noodle, eh? Nope. Uh, he now works as a digital marketing specialist and a graphic designer at Frontline Consulting, which is kind of cool and explains why he's able to do good memes for us. Which go gooks? Uh, interesting fun fact: He's still kicking himself for not going on the Vegas trip. He would have turned 21 in Vegas on the day of the game. Nico, what were wow. you thinking? Did you just think a global pandemic wasn't coming and you'd get another chance to travel with us? <laughs> Crazy that that was a year ago. He's got a couple more interesting facts here. He has met and gotten a signature from legendary Oilers goalie Jeff Drouin Delorier. Wow, nice. the big oh, one! Oh, real nice. Exciting. Hey, he can't keep that one in the safety deposit box. He is a nice guy, actually. He also turned an old Jordan Eberle jersey into a Cassian jersey a few years ago with some tape and paper. Hmm. Well, very resourceful. He is a graphic designer, so I could see how the transition would happen. (laughs) The first real-life podcast he ever listened to was the Eric Griba episode, and then he adds Uh, that cheating or chumming is cheating. Excellent. Yes. We connected, and I can't believe he went against me like that. That's uh, disappointing. His well, favorite, he tells it as it is, Chalmers. Yeah. Hey, if you're making alliances here. online, Chalmers, you got to disclose that shit. Yep. Can't be making friends with people, gathering an army. <clears throat> favorite podcast okay. moment. He's got a couple of them. One is the stolen truck story, Manhunt. That's actually one of my <laughs> favorites, too. That is a great, oh, great yeah. story. I love that story. Just Manhunt. the... The end where traumas where you're like yelling at the guy, being like, I got you. That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. 
Uh, the runners up were the parking debacle and the drug muling. What was the drug muling? Oh, one, one and, done. and done. Oh, one and done. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you only do one and done. Only. <laughs> Favorite Oilers memory being at the game where Cassian beat on Kachuk and seeing all of you guys in your turtle costumes or being in a bar during the epic battle of Alberta with a goalie fight. Those are good Oilers memories. Those are, those are oh, good. those are good. Yeah, and Nico's good. about my age. So it makes sense that like recent memories are good memories. Cause you know, decade of darkness and all uh, his go-to meal at oodle noodle is butter chicken with green onion cakes to dip. Mm. Oh, good man. Good good man. man. Heart. Yep. Uh, Thai chicken salad with a side of spring roll. So he's got two. That's good. He's also well, listening to the podcast in two other countries. Huh? Ooh. Has he, has he labeled them? Uh, Mexico, uh, I guess Hawaii is a state, but I suppose that counts as the USA, but Mexico and Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Well, the U S is a country. So no, I'm still no, I get it. Countries. I get it. I get it. No, it's good. It's just funny. Okay. Well, there you go, <laughs> wow, guys. Now we know your Nico 13 Jolly second, uh, trough of awkwardness. Nico, thank you. Thanks for talking also, to us online. We appreciate yeah. it. I will also mention butter chicken with green onion cakes, elite order. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Ordering something to dip in the butter chicken sauce is, is is a veteran move that you know once you do it, you'll never stop doing. Mm-hmm. That change your life. 100%. It is. That was yeah. expensive. Speaking of uh, graphic designers, <laughs> this is this is just sort of my humble brag moment of the week. Did you guys see that project that got launched with like Chloe Kim and Alex Morgan and Sue Bird and like all those female athletes? You're working with the Kardashians? Yeah, no. Chloe and Kim, the Kardashians. No. So all those female athletes launched like this big project and all that. And my brother-in-law actually did that with them. Like he made the website for them and shit. And it was just a very oh, cool. cool, like small world cool. moment. Oh, anyway, very small world. Really? Shout out to my brother-in-law, Josh, who turned 30 today. And I felt like bringing oh, that up. We'll be able to get Kim on the podcast then, eh? Yeah, no problem. Get some high-end female athletes on our random Oilers podcast. I'm sure that will. Uh, After she ever got oh. that jacuzzi. This isn't what? an Oilers podcast. Yep. You didn't have the jacuzzi, Tyler. It's no, uh, it's Oilers? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? You believe it? Would not have a jacuzzi? Anytime that video ever comes up on my feed anywhere, I will always watch it because it always makes yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. I want to see the full interview. Like, I, I just, I yeah. only get to see that one part. Yeah. He's so sick of her shit at that point. Oh, yeah. He's like, I can't wait till the show allows me to get a divorce from her as we move to a streaming platform. <laughs> totally. That's going to be so wicked in season eight when I'm given my release. Oh, jeez. Episode 261 of the Real Life Podcast is also brought to you by twigandberries.ca. It's a good local company, and they make great local products. Uh, they got a new thing as well. You can sign up for their Caveman Club. Type in your email. It's a little mailing list. They'll keep you up to date on new arrivals, exclusive discounts, and all their exciting news. Speaking of exclusive discounts, if you're a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% at Twig and Berries by using the promo code NATION15, whether it's a hoodie, a shirt, they got sweats, and, of course, their very own line of nutsack underwear. Find it all. Twigandberries.ca, no judgment, no shaming, no fancy words, just real men. Um, we're going to get to Scott Hastings in a bit, which will really get this podcast back on the rails. Um, but this has been, I, I think I would describe it as a classic real life episode because after the Oilers talk, it didn't make a ton of sense, but it was hilarious. Yeah, I just want to talk about the Biggie documentary. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I need to see that. Chalmers got, just got put up on Netflix. New Biggie documentary. It is legit good. Exciting. It I'm just have into to watch Defiant tonight. Ones. Okay, so Whoa, you ever watch Defiant Ones? I know. I'm Man. just into it. I'm two or three what? episodes in. Yeah, I know. I'm really upset with myself. So good. good. Every time I start seeing memes or something, I started seeing some stuff about uh, Biggie, and I didn't know what was happening, and I figured I'd figure it out sooner or later. Uh, so... It's a documentary about him. Ah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. The funny ones, JR, we talked about this one a long time ago. I know, and yeah. If you would just listen to me, <laughs> you would have seen it by now. It is if you would just one of the listen. Best. Just listen to me. Well, it's got, it's good, one of those I got things, good ideas. I know, but I didn't write it down. It's one of those things that like when I'd go to Netflix, I wouldn't see it. But then all of a sudden, two weeks ago, it popped up. It's like right there to see. So I'm like, oh yeah, shit. So then uh, now I'm into it. Oh, I just remembered one thing. This is super off topic, but that seems to be par for the course on this episode. Your M Chuck, 
You <laughs> sent me a picture of a DM from Twitter, and it was a dude who was asking a construction question. And yeah. I had zero idea how to reach out to this person. Yeah. And so I'm just going to say what his problem was now. Yep. He you got like five minutes between, till Scott Hastings. So give her five minutes I'll at Chalmers like, Construction Corner. Like He'll take minute. 20. It'll take one minute. So he said that one of his windows in his house had vapor, like water, in between the panes of glass. This happens regularly, and it is um, not a good thing. So what they do when they build windows like that is they put argon in it. It's, a, it's just a vapor. Um, but in between the two windows, whether or not you have triple pane or double pane, which the is noble just gas, I believe, as well, Chalmers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, what? Shut up, bag milk. I have this problem, too, at Wanye Manor. Go ahead, Chalmers. <laughs> okay, so – uh, it depends on how old your, your windows are, but if that happens, it's because the seal around where they put the trim to hold the glass in place, they put a rubber gasket. And sometimes, in, in the old days, they used to just caulk it in. But the minute that seal goes away, you will, the gas will leave and you will get a void in there. And it is a perfect place for the heat and the cold from the inside and the outside to mix and create a water vapor inside. So what this person was asking was, what do I do? So what you do is you basically have to call a window uh, manufacturer. And like, there's a bunch, you could call any service department. It doesn't have to be their window. It does not matter. But what they need to do is they need to come to your house. This guy asked, should I take the pane of glass out on a nice day and take it in? That is a bad idea. You are going to waste a lot of time you are going to have an open house for the whole time you're wasting. You have a to bird have a could technician. fly in your house and claim yes. it on behalf of its bird family, you dummy. That's right. Yeah. Yep. You want to lose your house to a bird? Or Nobody. A chipmunk family. And don't even get me started if squirrels take claim. Yeah. That's a fucking war you don't want to fight. <laughs> you moved. Honestly, when I was a little kid, we used, always, we used to always have squirrels fall in our chimney at my childhood house when I was a kid. And if they get in there, it is a fuck of a time trying to get them. It's out, hard to catch them. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a video on Insta on Instagram that I saw of these people that were uh, trying to catch a squirrel that came out there and it got out and it freaked everybody out and it was quite funny. Anyways, let me finish. Now this tech's gonna come to your house. He's gonna figure out which side his seal is broken and what he's going to do is if the glass is still in good shape and he can get it out and reseal it, he will do that. If he cannot, he will have to make a whole new double or tri pane and they're different thicknesses he will make a whole new pane of glass he will then bring it to your house he will then pop off the moldings on the inside slip out the old one put the new one in put the put the trim back in what everybody might not know is even though there doesn't look like there's any nails or anything like that every piece of glass pane of glass like that is removable in your house it has very very uh like plastic pieces that are very depressed into the other plastic and it's really hard to get them out, but there is a trick. So dude, don't take the whole pane of glass to the place. Call a tech. They'll come to your house. I'm going to give a suggestion. Call all weather windows service. You put That's the it? trim back in also the name of a sex tape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> trim. <laughs> you right. can't put the trim in. The trim is already in. That's the mystery of the sex tape. Oh, You'll find yeah. out in right. 12 Your minutes. Your M truck. What's up? What's up? Deep. Oh, it's just getting deep over here. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Chalmers. I legitimately have that as an issue as well. That's good stuff. A lot of people do. People like the Chalmers construction corner. Yeah. Me? There's a, there's a lot of things it. about houses that I think that people just, you know, I've said this before, but houses are the one thing that doesn't come, like it comes with all individual owner's manuals, but nobody tells you how to live in your house and nobody tells you how to, what, what every season you have to change in your house. There's at least four or five things that you should do with the changing of the seasons to make your house ready for it. Starts with humidity. I've seen brand new hardwood jobs get completely ruined by just a, the fact that humidity wasn't paid attention to. You know, it, it's important. And Here's what uh, you need, Jalmers. You need a subscription service with quarterly okay. adult check-ins at your house. So oh. it's 250 bucks for the year. And you get two emergency phone calls and four check-ins. And the guy comes out, or a lady, and they're like, don't forget about your hose, bib. And don't forget about your window deal. How come there's an alligator in your toilet? But all the yeah. preemptive shit that you should know how to do, but don't, that's a good company. 
Hmm. So it's like a, it's like a quarterly inspection, and you know what's about that is I could I could get, yeah for an adult, but I could get. See, the problem with most guys in is this is an ego thing. A lot of guys yeah. won't admit they don't know what the hell they're doing, and they don't want. I will happily do that. I always so, know, I never know what I'm doing. So if you're like one of those guys, then just I'll 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 come in a window when you're nobody's home. Your wife will never You'll know. Come in a window. Me. I'll call and your wife. Oh, that's a whole different service, and I'm not paying. So your wife can't be home, or she has to be home. No, I'm saying that she shouldn't be home if you don't want her to see that you have me coming because you have an ego about it, and you want her to think that you did it. I'll even I'll even show you what to do the first time so that you can impress her because you'll probably. Right, so- the good thing about. What? Chalmers Construction Pro- and Cuckolding Services. Yeah. <laughs> Pride. I'll sneak in your bedroom window late at night. What the hell? One job shot dead. I just I just need you to give me one of your house keys and let me go to Home Depot <laughs> for 20 minutes and then I'll be back. I'll wear a mask so if your wife catches me, she won't know who's doing the chores around the house. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I never get fully on <laughs> yeah, Scott Hastings from Lawnshark is here now. Uh, oh, com, all the sports betting Welcome information. Welcome to the you podcast. Now, to make the sharp play. To, now you get to hear what we actually talk about. Scott, oh, no, that, no they've, talked about, they've talked about pube toupees today. Oh, like, okay. nothing okay. makes sense. Do you know what yes. it's called? Don't tell him. Do you know what it's called? A pube no, toupee no from medieval times? No. Yeah, me neither, buddy. Me neither. Please <laughs> use the proper terminology, Tyler. We're trying to educate. What yes. is it? A merkin? A merkin. a merkin. Have you heard the term merkin, Scott? Never. I, I, all really? I think of when you say that is uh, when Jackass got the uh, the beard. Remember the beard with oh, the yeah. pubes? They got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The first movie, maybe. All right, so uh, let's talk some sports betting. I'm excited to get this podcast back on the fucking rails. Holy, oh, good fucking luck today. You've been doing a horrific job. Yeah, yeah. No, it's my fault. Yeah. Um, Oilers versus yeah, Leafs. The banged up Toronto Maple Leafs roll into Edmonton and get all six points that they needed. Uh, <laughs> is this the best you've seen the Leafs play in the last decade? Well, the banged up part sort of backfired. Last time we talked about they were going to have a yeah. slew of injuries. And then Saturday rolls around and everyone was good to go except for Freddie, which was, uh, I guess, Austin was out of those games as well. It was, uh, it was a little surprising. I was not expecting uh, the guys to be back in the lineup so quickly. Um, and it's crazy that the number one goaltender was the lone guy to allow a goal, whereas uh, even Hutch threw up a goose egg there. Yeah, this this Leafs team is is impressive. Again, I'm not sure how strong the North is. Um, still got to play those Boston Bruins or Tampa Bay Lightning or whatnot. So I'm not getting too excited yet. But my thing is, like – if you're, I mean, you are a Leafs fan, obviously, but like if the North does suck and you're worried about the Leafs or, or sorry, the Bruins or the Lightning or whoever, you're not going to get them till the conference finals. Like that's a pretty, that's a fucking good run if you can get there. Well, maybe because, you know, I, I, the Leafs have to win a round. The Leafs have not won a round since 2004 uh, when they went to the semifinals, lost to Boss, or Philadelphia double overtime. So until they went around they're they're nothing. Uh, so them being the favorites now in the Stanley cup futures is just something I can't, I can't play. I can't do it. Even though as much, no. I, I've never seen a Leafs team be able to uh, cycle the puck the way they're doing right now. And they hustle in the offensive zone. Like I've never seen a Leafs team do that said they haven't won around since 2004. I, I can't, I could never think of putting them as the, the betting favorites right now. So I they are now, you, you, they are the betting favorites to win the Stanley Cup. They've kind of jumped Vegas and Tampa and all that. Plus 650 was just an hour ago on uh, Bodog Bovada, but they just took the lines down. So I could just be lying to you guys just for fun. But uh, <laughs> no, it's just about an hour ago, they were plus 650. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay was plus 700. And that just this blows my mind because, uh, again, the Leafs are doing very, very well. The North has, has some teams. I think Edmonton is clearly number two in that division. Uh, and, and Winnipeg is definitely gaining on them too. The rest yeah, of the division, Winnipeg's I don't smelling. think belongs. They don't belong in the conversation. It's those three and nobody else. Yeah. Winnipeg's heating up right now. Yeah. Me out. It still Pierre, kind of Pierre Luc Dubois. I was, I thought that trade was so much better for Winnipeg than Columbus. And we've seen Columbus go in the complete opposite direction than Winnipeg. 
Yeah, the Columbus thing's interesting too because like Roslovic's been good. I, I think Line A, there was the headlines with the Tortorella thing, but now that Line A's kind of gotten out of the news in Columbus, and I watch a decent amount of Jackets hockey, like now that Line A's out of the news, he's playing fine. Like I, he's now gone four without a point, which I get, but he had some good games in between now and when that Tortorella thing happened. But anyways, that's a whole different conversation. Uh, you mentioned Winnipeg's playing good. Toronto's playing good. On the other side of the Canadian division, you have the Sens and now the Canucks. You mentioned Travis Green is the new favorite to be the next coach fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, he's at plus two fifty five. The next closest is John Hines with Nashville at plus five hundred. So, like, quite a gap. Like, jo- Travis Green is a sizable favorite. I'm not sure what the leash will be there. It's quite interesting. This team is so young, and I again, if I can compare it to Toronto, just because I've seen that Toronto rebuild, have a really young squad and sort of struggle until they've got some pieces in there and they've really developed. And I think Vancouver's sort of in that spot where they're just maybe two or three years from being uh, a really consistent competitive team. Mm -hmm. So is Travis Green going to be there for the whole time after bringing them to the playoffs and winning a a round last year? I don't know. It's tough. I I can understand why he's the favorite, but I think John Hines and Nashville – would have a shorter lease than Travis, Travis Green. I mean, I get expectations were high in Vancouver, but I kind of agree with you. Like I know, and I mean, Green not having a contract after this year mm-hmm. is interesting as well, but like Nashville's just been, I mean, that's a team who probably should have had like playoff expectations this year. And they're second last in their division by points percentage. It's just a shit show right now in Nashville. And it looks like they have no intention of getting back in the race. It kind of seems like they're going to be selling everything off. Um, looking at uh, some other teams around the league, there have been some surprises this year. I didn't think Minnesota would be as good as they were. The LA Kings have cooled off a little bit, but they were winning five or six in a row there at one point as well. Philly didn't think Philly would be as high up as they were for you. And maybe from a betting perspective as well, who's been the biggest surprise in the NHL? I I thought for the most part, most of the divisions are similar to what I was thinking. Islanders a little, little overperforming, but they played just such that shutdown, boring hockey that, it makes sense that they're still yeah. competitive in that Eastern division. Um, the two teams that are, are standing out to me right now are the Blackhawks in a playoff position. I thought they were a basement dweller for sure. When Jonathan Taze was down and, and uh, uh, world juniors, Kirby I'm blanking on his name broke. It's Kirby doc. Yes. Broke his wrist there in, in the, the pre-tournament game. Uh, I thought they were toast. I, they didn't have a strong, even with Taze and Doc in the lineup, I didn't think they were that great of a, a team. Uh, to see them in a playoff position right now is impressive. Though they've, they've had a little fortunate uh, schedule so far, and uh, they're going to have a, a couple run, run-ins with Tampa Bay, and we could definitely see that not go in their favor. So I, I could see them slipping in the same division, though, the Dallas stars in the basement behind Detroit makes no sense to me. Uh, I, I can't believe this, this team was so competitive last year. They have uh, a lot of talent all over the, the ice and there they are six, seven and four with 16 points. And it's absolutely wild. What's interesting for me too, is that in most years I'd sit there and go, ah, well, the team has game in, games in hand. They have time to figure this out and catch up. But in this year with this condensed schedule, your games in hand are barely an advantage in my opinion, because it just means you're going to have a bunch of games to play in a short amount of time. Like Dallas is quickly, quickly, quickly running out of time to figure this thing out. Yeah, exactly what you said. I think they're two and uh, two and eleven in their last thirteen. Like that's unacceptable, as you mentioned, in a shortened season. And uh, it's seventeen games in. Most other teams are in that twenty four, twenty five ish range. So yeah, you're looking at seven, eight games behind everyone else that you're going to have to fit in in the exact same amount of time. So uh, I saw a clip last night in the Toronto Edmonton game where if the Leafs were to make a trade that they have five games in 12 days, a little window where they could make a trade. Dallas isn't going to have that opportunity. They're going to be jam-packed for the rest of the season. So even making a deal with the COVID restrictions and whatnot, I don't know how it's going to work in the States if they trade within uh, in the States, but still it's, yeah, Dallas, Dallas is hurting in a big way. Now, Scott, as an Oilers fan, I have lost my shirt over the last three games. Ask <laughs> me too. I, I and yeah, I need to rebuild my bankroll, mm-hmm. and I need 
your guidance and advice because I need to bet on something today or tomorrow that's not Oilers hockey. <laughs> not not bet with my heart. And I think this leads to like asking for what your your parlay is because I I gotta rebuild. Fort J has been run over and demolished. Yeah, well, it was part of my advice at saying maybe fade the Leafs. I didn't go all in on fading the Leafs. Just, wow, I thought they were going to be more banged up. And when when I saw the lineups come out, I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't what I was I was expecting. Uh, Muzzin you know, to be Joe's, out. And- yeah, Muzzin broken bone in his face. You're like, oh, that sounds uh, not good. Pretty serious. Uh, and then <laughs> there he is. There he is, like two days later playing. I was like, the hell's going on here? Uh, so uh that that i'll take a little bit of blame for that one but i I think it was just that they weren't as banged up as i thought that were even jack campbell i thought he was going to be out for a lot longer anyways uh i will never blame you for me betting on the oilers don't worry (laughs) i uh you scott where were where were you to tell us that there was uh gonna be three straight no point games for connor where were you on that one scott i I tell you and and what was the stat i heard a few weeks ago that it was the first time Dreisaitl and McDavid didn't score a point since 2017 or something in the same game or something. That happened earlier in the month, yeah. Yeah, and then to have it in back-to-back, it's three straight games, so Dreisaitl got got an assist. He got an assist, okay. Uh, Yeah, that's that's wild to me. And and I thought thought Edmonton played okay last night. Uh, Good enough to win. I thought they just had a few defensive lapses that Toronto just pounced on and was able to put the puck in the net. I thought offensively when Edmonton started to pressure, they were looking good, uh, but that's the way she bounces, I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, three-leg parlay, 4J. Um, we got to go with these uh, red-hot hurricanes on the puck line, minus one and a half. So that's coming in at about minus 120. Um, we on like the, the puck Jets. line, it's minus 120? They're playing Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, we got Winnipeg over Montreal. Montreal can't win at home. Uh, and I, I thought Montreal is overrated. When they were on that little win streak, I was like, get out of town. This is not a good team. Uh, they got a fast top line. That's about it. So I like Winnipeg as a dog at plus 125. And I like Buffalo plus one and a half. It's about minus 160. Okay, oh. so just Buffalo. Against, against the Islanders, yeah. Yeah. And then who, who screwed us in our parlay last week? Had to collapse in the last five minutes. Oh, wasn't it? Oh, uh, stars? Who uh, brewed on? Yeah. Furious. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the stars let us down late. And, of course, now they're in the basement. So, I guess shame on us for betting on the star. I believe it was the stars. I can't recall now. But we hit two out of the three. Yeah. So we got it, was, it was close. That fucking collapsed. Hurricanes totally plus one at minus one and a half. Winnipeg. Yep. And then we've yep. got... Buffalo. All right. That is locked in at plus 577 on my sports book. So I love it. Love it, Scott. As always, man, appreciate your time. Talk to you next week. Let's get it, fellas. Take care. Have fun. All right. There you go. That is Scott Hastings from oddshark.com. All the sports betting information you need to make the sharper play. Check them out. Oddshark.com. They got their supercomputer, which can help you out as well. All the betting trends. I am on oddshark.com every single day. I also use it and it's a sponsor of my pregame podcast and my pregame podcast, better the game, which uh, was doing good for a while has kind of started to slip up here. I've missed on back-to-back games now as I was betting on uh, a McDavid or dry comeback that just never really happened. So uh, I am now down half a unit on the year, even though I'm 13 and 12, but anyways, that's beside the point. All right. Episode 261 of the real life podcast. Um, that was an adventure. I'm trying to think what I should use for like podcast promo. I'm not sure what to use for clips. Merkin. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Merkin's, just make, Merkin's anyone? I I don't even want to Google it though. That's the problem, right? Like I don't want to find. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, yeah you that's should a, Google it and take the safe search off. Wow. All right. I think I'm just going to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Manscaped.com. You save 20% with the promo code real life. Twig and berries is nation 15 gets you 15% off as well. Remember twig and berries has a free local delivery in St. Albert or free curbside pickup and oodle noodle 14 locations in Edmonton. There are more coming. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. We'll keep you posted on those. And uh, maybe soon we'll be talking about a noodle noodle in Calgary. All right. Thanks to everyone for giving me an hour of their time. I'm Tyler. you This has been the real life podcast. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the real life podcast. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.